Michael. Hi, Evie. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm really good. Really, really, just really good. I just can't stop laughing. Cheers. I know. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to brown liquid. Cheers to the uh, queers with that cheers. plastic cup. It's, I know. Slurpee. Bummer about the glass, right? We yeah. need to start getting back into that. We do. We do. Okay, let's have a sip. Cheers to the queers. Cheers to the queers. You just, I tried to cheers you. You, were so, you just looked away. Okay. Don't make me laugh. I honestly, I'm having a really hard time controlling it. So good. So good. Mm-hmm. It's going to hit your mouth. Um, so how are you? It's like earthworms, like a chocolate oh, earthworm. Yeah. yeah. How to eat fried worms. Did you ever read that book when you were little? How to eat fried worms? Yeah. It was like a Judy Bloom book or something. Is it a about like a babysitter and like a surfboard mm. I don't know who it would lead me to believe that but I remember a kid book about a babysitter <laughs> surfboard so I just took a, a, a leap there no, no I mean it wasn't like a kid kid book it was more like a, well I mean it was a kid I mean like you know like elementary school not like okay. toddler yeah this was well I'm not thinking <laughs> Who thinks it's a toddler book? Like you made it sound like a little kid book. No, it was like a an adventure, and there was a a, a, a babysitter and a <laughs> surfboard, but there wasn't a worm, so I don't know where. Yeah, yeah, no, never mind. I, well, no. honestly, I can't tell you what the book was about, other than something about eating fried worms. It was a leap. because I started to read it, and I got super sick that night. I had the flu or something. Do you and remember? So I just completely became convinced that it was the book that made me sick so I never finished it oh, so when we were just talking about this right I was thinking how to eat fried worms like in my head and then I was thinking about sometimes I know this is so gross but you know, really, like it happens now but I remember it more as a little kid when you're walking and you see the like dried up little worms on the because like, they're fried and uh-huh. they're from the sun. oh <laughs> So gross oh, to so eat it. Of like sun fried worms, yes. like natural, like sun dried tomatoes, organic, sun dried worms. What if you ordered a salad with sun dried worms? I mean, I will bet you can in some places. <laughs> I just try. No, it's not. you know I'm okay. sick. Okay. Well, okay. I got myself sick. <laughs> God, well, fuck that book. Now we just both sick. Um, my my drink does taste like it, but. Yeah, yeah, it's spicy. very interesting. It's, it's spicy, spicy, earthy worms with chocolate. Yeah, but I love it. I guess <laughs> I love it. Um, so how was your week? Uh, it was great. Yeah, yeah, it was really special. Tell me why was it special? <laughs> So weird. I'm so excited to no, hear. Because uh, I decided to meet um, a stranger from the internet <gasps> at a hotel. What? Off an interstate. Did you get axe murdered? In Indiana. Oh my God, that's so exciting. It is. It is. No, wait, did you really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, for real. Like, like, really that's, fucking with me. That's actually the story. Yeah. Oh, that is exciting. Yeah, yeah. It, um, <laughs> what a fucking, like, even just trying to think of the whole thing. Were they from Alaska? And that's why you met in Chicago, or I mean Indiana. They were from Chicago-ish area, and I think they pulled a fast one on me because they kept saying like, "No, oh, it's like four hours away, four hours away." And then I look at the map, and it was like for the next city. So I think I drove the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> she was gonna come here. <laughs> I think she got me there because I drove like five hours. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, that tracks. And then I looked over and I was like, wait a minute. It's just one city between 
between you and where we are. <laughs> what, where, where did you say? Where in Indiana? Uh, like, a, where did, like, what do you mean? Oh, well, it was, was the city no. or, or town. Okay, or... Uh, South Bend. Oh, okay. South Bend's a cool area. Uh, well, to be fair, I mean, it... we didn't really get out too much. Oh, so oh. it was. We first stayed at another place in Niles. Uh huh. You know that area, uh-huh. right? And it's really, um, it's really pretty out there. Like, like rolling fields, and there was a stra- strawberry field, and that was really neat. Um, but we didn't really get. We didn't do anything except hang out. Like, you didn't go hotel. pick strawberries or anything. Uh, we we stayed and and caught up. Oh, good. Yeah, that's good. So you had a good time. Yeah. Um. So I'll, a couple things. First of all, she's awesome and amazing, and that's a whole. Yeah, it was really cool. Okay. Was really good to meet her. Um. We met from a shared interest of Vanderpump Rules and Taylor Swift. Oh my God! It's like a crossover TV show. <laughs> she is if a bigger this fan. This is Vanderpump Swift. Yeah. Oh my God! That's her new name. I've had a, well, she knows about this, but I her as a different name for a hot minute. So that's actually another one. We're going to call her Vanderpump Swift. So Vanderpump Swift and I, we met a while back, right? Um, she's, like, like I said, almost a bigger Taylor Swift fan than I am. Just, like, I mean, hi, love of my life. Right I mean, there. I'm just saying you're the biggest Taylor Swift fan I know. Yeah. And so that's kind of like I can't imagine somebody a bigger Taylor Swift fan than you. Thank you. You're welcome. She's a, she is. And it's really cute because it just I, I wouldn't guess it as her aesthetic. Like she's more sceney and I love the idea of her being a really big Taylor Swift fan for like ever. Uh-huh. And it's really cute. Um, so we started talking right on Lime and uh, which is not really usually my thing uh-huh. but because it was like that because it was like through you know TikTok and like those like just sharing videos and stuff and then it just you just start talking you know right. and then we just started talking a lot and um those relationships can get intimate fast like you know you become close to a person when you just like talk to them like that yeah especially when it comes from a place of a shared interest and, for sure um especially something as um uh, like important well and something that you're so passionate about that exactly. both of you are so passionate about yeah exactly so um it uh, it was it's been a you know it was a, it was a little while we've been talking and it was really cute we had like little Taylor Swift dates and we watched like a Taylor Swift movie and you know while we were both on the phone and oh nice um, and it was like so it was really you know like that's a lot of like it's like you're nervous right uh-huh. it's a lot of pressure meeting yeah, somebody so it's the first time face to face yeah okay so obviously you know me like I definitely wanted to puke I was like really worked up oh yeah and um, <laughs> I was so excited and I walked into the hotel room and I dropped my bags and I put my hand out walked over and said hi it's really nice to meet you and she looked at <laughs> me she was like I'm surprised you didn't say like hello ma'am I did I did I was like it's really nice to meet you and I tried to shake her hand and then she was like and then she was like what a hug and I was like no and I could not recover from th- I it was like all sheer panic because I didn't know like I couldn't believe that I literally put my bag down like after all of that to like try to like we had just met to try to shake her hand like an interview it was so bad and I like I was like I'm gonna just leave like I was like I'm gonna say I forgot something in the car just leave leave my bags here and just go yeah um luckily it it got better from there it did get better from there but that was a rough (laughs) 
would she would would Vanderpump agree that it got better from there? I think so, but she was a little. She was like, I've never ever had anything like that happen to me. She was like, that was so weird. I was so formal because I I rehearsed like I. <laughs> Did you bow? Did you like a curtsy? I just like honestly, yes. I rehearsed <laughs> in my head like how to say hi. You know, I was like, this is like just be just be cool, just be cool, be casual, be casual. <laughs> and then I like dropped all my bags, and I was like, it's, it's a really that's what I said. I was like, oh, it's really nice to meet you. I'm like, it's it's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> and I like put my hand out to go for it, and I was like, oh, like that of all the things. Oh, that's so cute. I love it. So that was brutal. I, and then I like could not get it out of my head for like an hour after. Like the whole, like everything that we did, like any, uh, anything, you know, like just sitting there. It's a fucking hotel. So you just sit on a bed. Like you can't, you know what I mean? There's no, yeah. and I was just the whole time I'm like, like I was horrible. <laughs> but it was really good. Um, we just watched true crime she likes murder so much what is it with and it's a, a woman thing too oh my god with true crime it's out of like it is so wild how like my sister is the same way yeah everything she watches it's based on true crime but we watched the jinx have you ever watched that i have not oh my god that's the one about uh is that whitey bulger <laughs> or no, yes, but no, no, it's not about Whitey Bulger, but it does kind of look like him. He's like an old bald guy, but he um he's the guy who um Fred Durst. I mix him up with the singer from Limp Biscuit, which is funny because I've never even thought of Limp Biscuit in my life until thinking this. So they, they, the Limp Biscuit might be Fred. Durst. I don't know. I think it's Fred Durst. I think is his name, right? I don't know. And he's um, it, it the documentary. It's one of those documentaries that, like, it's about something, but then the documentary itself becomes a documentary. Like, it, like the guy okay. who's doing, like, it, the case unravels during it. In okay. the last five minutes, my jaw was on the ground. Like, it was so shocking. Okay. It's so good. What's yeah. it on? Uh, HBO Plus. Okay. Nope. Max. HBO Max. <laughs> Plus. Max. Disney Plus. Yeah. HBO Max. Not on. It's not on Disney. It's on HBO. That would be a weird one on Disney. Like. <laughs> so much murder. So, so we watched murder. a lot of murder in a hotel nice. off the highway. Nice, and you didn't get murdered, so that's good. No, I didn't. Um, I would, I would have, I could have murdered me and like after a few of the action, <laughs> few of the stunts I pulled, like. But um, yeah, no, it was good. It was super fun. Um, it was like um, perfect kind of. I love Sweet. that. Yeah, she's great. I love that for you. Yeah, I like it for me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and for her. That's yeah. weird to say, but. <laughs> Well, was... I, I especially <laughs> love that awkward first impression. <laughs> I can't even believe I it. love that for her because that's something that she will never not be able to make fun of you for. She has a lot. Like, we definitely, um, yeah, we definitely, that, that's kind of our, yeah. <laughs> she told me I'd be, I would probably be um, a really annoying fly. Well, I don't know what we were talking about, but bugs and stuff like that. <laughs> And I, I, so I'm in this thing right now where I really cannot kill bugs, you know, and uh -huh. I'm sending everybody videos of, about sad reasons why they can't kill bugs either. And she's, she had a fly that like, she, I was like, don't fucking like, don't kill it. So I turned on this like whole little poem thing. That's like, I hope I'm not killed for the crime of being small. And it was really <laughs> sad. Well, do you remember when I became obsessed with flies? 
No, you had a fly, a fly face? Yeah, it was the, after the dipteropterology or something like that. What's the episode what is that? on ologies? It's about flies. Oh, and like, yes. oh my god, there was and a, the Beyonce fly. The Beyonce fly. Yes, how could I forget? And yes. there's like a RuPaul fly. Yes, and they're beautiful. So yes, right? Don't kill them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, instead, maybe try to you know um, discover a new species. Yeah, so I've been really, that's been my mission lately. Yeah, discover new species. I'd be a really fucking annoying fly. <laughs> but yeah, we're it's good. Flies are living now because of me, so I feel like I'm putting that energy out in the world. You know flies are actually really great pollinators. See, I said that. I Because she, she was like, well, what do they, the, what serve, like, what, are they, what purpose do they serve? They serve Like, she's purpose. not overly, she's not like a cruel person. Oh, no, I know. But she's like, I don't want but this fly pets. in my fucking I get face. It. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, what? And I was like, they're pollinators. And then I read this whole thing, and I was like, no, like, they're really important. And so, yeah. yeah. Thank yeah, you. they Thank can you. be more profound pollinators than. Yeah. Um, in fact, there is a species of fly that is responsible for chocolate. I want to talk to them about this then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there is only one fly in the world that pollinates the cacao plant. Really? Yeah. Hey, Nicole. Hi, Evie. Hi. Hi. How are I'm you? Good. How are you? I'm really good. Really, really, just really good. I just can't stop laughing. Cheers. I know. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to brown liquid. Cheers to the uh, queers with that cheers. plastic cup. It's, I know. Slurpee. Bummer about the glass, right? We yeah. need to start getting back into that. We do. We do. Okay, let's have a sip. Cheers to the queers. Cheers to the queers. You just, I tried to choose you. You, were so, you just looked away. Okay. Don't make me laugh. I honestly, I'm having a really hard time controlling. It's so good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's gonna hit your mouth. Um. So how are you? It's like earthworms, like a chocolate oh, earthworm. Yeah. yeah. How to eat fried worms? Did you ever read that book when you were little? How to eat fried worms? Yeah. It was like a Judy Bloom book or something. Is it a about like a babysitter and like a surfboard. Mm. I don't know what would lead me to believe that, but I remember a kid book about a babysitter <laughs> and surfboard. So I just took a a, a leap there. No, no, I mean it wasn't like a kid kid book. It was more like a. Well, I mean it was a kid. I mean like <laughs> you know like elementary school, not like okay. toddler. Yeah, this was. Well, I'm not. Thinking- <laughs> Who thinks it's a toddler book? Like you made it sound like a little kid book. No, it was like a an adventure, and there was a a, a, a babysitter and a surfboard, but there wasn't a worm, so I don't know where. Yeah, yeah, no, never mind. I, well, so, honestly, I can't tell you what the book was about, other than something about eating fried worms. It was a because I started to read it, and I got super sick that night. I had the flu or something. Do you and remember? So I just completely became convinced that it was the book that made me sick so I never finished it oh so when we were just talking about this right I was thinking how to eat fried worms like in my head and then I was thinking about sometimes I know this is so gross but you don't really like, like it happens now but I remember it more as a little kid when you're walking and you see the like dried up little worms on the because like, they're fried uh-huh. from the sun. oh <laughs> So gross. Oh, to so eat you're it. of like sun fried worms, yes. like natural, like sun dried tomatoes, organic, sun dried worms. What if you ordered a salad with sun dried worms? I mean, I will bet you can in some places. <laughs> I just try. No, it's not. 
get socks. You know, I okay. get sick. Okay. Well, okay. I got myself sick. <laughs> God, well, fuck that book. We, no, we just both sick. <laughs> um, my my drink does taste like it, but yeah, yeah, it's spicy. very interesting. It's, it's spicy, spicy, earthy worms with chocolate. That's, yeah, but <laughs> I love it. I guess I love it. Um, so how was your week? Uh, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was really special tell me why was it special <laughs> this is so weird i'm so excited to no, hear uh because i decided to meet um a stranger from the internet <gasps> at a hotel what off an interstate did you get axe murder in indiana oh my god that's so exciting it is it is no wait did you really yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> no no for real like, really fucking with me that's actually the story yeah oh that is exciting yeah yeah it um <laughs> What a fucking, like, even just trying to think of the whole thing. Were they from Alaska? And that's why you met in Chicago? Or, I mean, Indiana? They were from Chicago-ish area. And I think they pulled a fast one on me because they kept saying, like, no, it's like four hours away, four hours away. Then I look at the map and it was, like, for the next city. So I think I drove the whole way. (laughs) She was going to come here. (laughs) I think she got me there because I drove, like, five hours. I was like, yeah, okay, that tracks. And then I looked over and I was like, wait a minute. It's just one city between you and where we are. <laughs> what, where, where did you say? Where in Indiana? Uh, like, a, where did, like, what do you mean? Oh, well, it was, was the city no. or, or town. Okay, or... Uh, South Bend. Oh, okay. South Bend's a cool area. Uh, well, to be fair, I mean, it... we didn't really get out too much. Oh, so oh. it was. we first stayed at another place in Niles. Uh-huh. You know that area, uh-huh. right? And it's really, um, it's really pretty out there, like like rolling fields. And there was a stra- strawberry field, and that was really neat. Um, but we didn't really get, we didn't do anything except hang out, like you in didn't the go hotel. pick strawberries or anything. No, we we stayed and, and caught up. Oh, good. Yeah, that's good. So you had a good time. Yeah. Um. So I'll, a couple things. First of all, she's awesome and amazing, and that's the whole. Yeah, it was really cool. Okay. It was really good to meet her. Um, we met from a shared interest of Vanderpump Rules and Taylor Swift. Oh my God, it's like a crossover TV show. <laughs> she is a bigger this fan. This is Vanderpump Swift? Yeah. Oh my God, that's her new name. I've had a. Well, she knows about this, but I her as a different name for Hop. So, <laughs> um, so that's actually another one. We're going to call her Vanderpump Swift. So Vanderpump Swift and I, we met a while back, right? Um, she's, like like I said, almost a bigger Taylor Swift fan than I am. Just, like, I mean, hi, love of my life right I mean, there. I'm just saying you're the biggest Taylor Swift fan I know. Yeah. And so that's kind of, like, I can't imagine somebody a bigger Taylor Swift fan than you. Thank you. You're welcome. She's she is, and it's really cute because it just I I wouldn't guess it as her aesthetic, like she's more sceney, and I love the idea of her being a really big Taylor Swift fan for like ever. Uh-huh. And it's really cute. Um, so we started talking right online, and uh, which is not really usually my thing, uh-huh. but because it was like that, because it was like through you know tiktok and like those like just sharing videos and stuff and then it just you just start talking you know right. and then we just start talking a lot and um those relationships can get intimate fast like you know you become close to a person when you just like talk to them like that yeah especially when it comes from a place of a shared interest and, for sure um especially something is um uh, like important well and something it's, that you're so passionate about that exactly. both of you are so passionate about yeah exactly so um 
it, uh, it was, it's been a, you know, it was a, it was a little while we've been talking, and it was really cute. We had, like, little Taylor Swift dates, and we watched, like, a Taylor Swift movie, and, you know, while we were both on the phone, and... Oh, nice. Um, and it was, like, so it was really, you know, like, that's a lot of, like, it's, you're nervous, right? Uh-huh. It's a lot of pressure meeting yeah, somebody. Yeah, so first time face-to-face. Yeah, okay, so obviously, you know me, like, I definitely wanted to puke. I was, like, really worked up. Oh, yeah. And, um... <laughs> I was so excited and I walked in the hotel room and I dropped my bags and I put my hand out, walked over and said, hi, it's really nice to meet you. And she looked at me. She was like, I'm surprised you didn't say like, hello, ma'am. I did. I did. I was like, it's really nice to meet you. And I tried to shake her hand. And then she was like, and then she was like, what, a hug? And I was like, no. <laughs> and I could not recover from, I. it was like all sheer panic because I didn't know like, I couldn't believe that I literally put my bag down. Like, after all of that, to, like, try to, like, we had just met to try to shake her hand. Like, an interview. Like, it was so <laughs> bad. And I, like, I was like, I'm going to just leave. Like, I was like, I'm going to say I forgot something in the car. Just, leave. just leave my bags here and yeah. just go. <laughs> yeah. Um, luckily, it, it got better from there. It did get better from there. But that was a rough... <laughs> Would she would would Vanderpump agree that it got better from there? I think so, but she was a little. She was like, I've never ever had anything like that happen to me. She was like, that was so weird. I was so formal because I I rehearsed. Like I, I, did you bow? Did you like a curtsy? I just like honestly, yes. I rehearsed in my head like how to say hi. You know, I was like, this is. Like just be, just be cool, just be cool, be casual, be casual. <laughs> and then I like dropped all my bags, and I was like, it's, it's really. That's what I said. I was like, oh, it's really nice to meet you. I'm like, it's it's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> and I like put my hand out to go for it, and I was like, oh, like that of all the things, that's what I did. Oh, that's so cute. I love it. So that was brutal. <laughs> I and then I like could not get it out of my head for like an hour after. Like the whole like everything that we did, like any. Uh, anything you know like just sitting there it's a fucking hotel so you just sit on a bed like you can't you know what I mean there's no yeah and I was just the whole time I'm like like I was <laughs> but it was really good um when we just watched true crime she likes murder so much what is it with and it's a, a woman thing too oh my god with true crime it's out of like it is so wild how like my sister is the same way yeah everything she watches it's based on true crime but we watched the jinx have you ever watched that i have not oh my god that's the one about uh is that whitey bulger <laughs> or no yes but no no it's not about whitey bulger but it does kind of look like him he's like an old bald guy but he um he's the guy who um fred durst I mix him up with the singer from Limp Biscuit, which is funny because I've never even thought of Limp Biscuit in my life until thinking this. So the, the Limp Biscuit might be Fred. Durst. I don't know. I think it's Fred Durst. I think is his name, right? I don't know. And he's um, it, it the documentary. It's one of those documentaries that like it's about something, but then the documentary itself becomes a documentary. Like it, like the guy okay. who's doing like it, the case unravels during it in okay. the last five minutes my jaw was on the ground like it was so shocking it's okay. so good what's yeah. it on uh hbo 
Plus. Okay. Nope. Max. HBO Max. <laughs> plus. Max. Disney Plus. Yeah. HBO Max. Not on. It's not on Disney. It's on HBO. That would be a weird one on Disney. I feel like. <laughs> so much murder. So, so we much watched murder. a lot of murder in a hotel nice. off the highway. Nice. And you didn't get murdered, so that's good. No, I didn't. Um, I would. I would have. I could have murdered me and like after a few of the action, <laughs> a few of the stunts I pulled. Like, but um, yeah. No, it was good. It was super fun. Um, it was like um, perfect. That. Yeah, she's great. I love that for you. Yeah, I like it for me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and for her. That's yeah, weird to say, but <laughs> that was... I, I especially love that awkward <laughs> first impression. <laughs> so... I can't. Even I love it. that for her because that's something that she will never not be able to make fun of you for. She has a lot. Like we definitely. Um... Yeah, we definitely, that's kind of our, yeah. She told me I'd be, I would probably be um, a really annoying fly. Why don't we were talking about bugs and stuff like that? And I, I, so I'm in this thing right now where I really cannot kill bugs, you know, and Uh I'm sending everybody videos about about sad reasons why they can't kill bugs either. And she's, she had a fly that like, she, I was like, don't fucking, like, don't kill it. So I turned on this like whole little poem thing. That's like, I hope I'm not killed for the crime of being small. And it was really <laughs> sad. Well, do you remember when I became obsessed with flies? No. You had a, <laughs> a fly phase? Yeah, it was the, after the Dipteropterology or something like that. What's the Episode what is that? on ologies. It's about flies. Oh, and like, yes. Oh, my God. That was and a, the Beyonce fly. The Beyonce fly. Yes. How could I forget? And yes. there's like a RuPaul fly. Yes. And they're beautiful. So, yes, right? Don't kill them. Yeah. 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 I mean, instead, maybe try to, you know, um, discover a new species. Yeah. So I've been really, that's been my mission lately. Yeah. Discover it's a new species. I'd be a really fucking annoying fly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're, it's good. Flies are living now because of me. So I feel like I'm putting that energy out in the world. You know, flies are actually really great pollinators. See, I said that. I, she, cause she was like, well, what are they, the, what serve, like, what are they, what purpose do they serve? They serve. Like, she's purpose. not overly, she's not like a cruel person. Oh, no, I know. But she's like, I don't want to fly in my fucking face. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, what? And I was like, they're pollinators. And then I read this whole thing and I was like, no, like, they're really important. And so, yeah. yeah. Thank yeah, you. they can Thank be you. more profound pollinators than. Yeah. Um, in fact, there is a species of fly that is responsible for chocolate. I want to talk to them about this then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there is only one fly in the world that pollinates the cacao plant. Really? Yeah. This week. This week is not so fun. Not so fun. No, no. We're getting into some of the darker stuff. Yeah. I mean, last time we did, we talked about, but I'm a cheerleader, which was the fun, more campy side. Sure, sure. You know, the dark humor, the making fun of trauma in order to sort of heal kind of thing, right? Right? Yeah. It's a really fun, pink, campy cute movie that's really good too but just really funny but it's based on like a really dark subject yeah totally satirical just absolutely hilarious yeah and this week we're kind of talking a little bit more about the darker stuff the actual conversion therapy conversion therapy aka reparative Reparative therapy aka 
Oh, what was not that regenerative? Again? No, it was reintegrative. Can, reintegrative. Okay, I don't know why, but regenerative. <laughs> regenerative. That's yeah, tough. I know. Those words like keep. Yeah, I've been telling everybody. Yeah. About regenerative therapy. <laughs> Literally. So I feel like I've, I mean, not that I've been talking about it, but like I've talked about it a lot and I've kept saying that. They probably so. think you're like having some skin work done. Yeah. Like, you know, like trying not, to maintain your youthful appearance or something. Right. Isn't that like the blood of virgins or something? Yeah. That's, yeah. Elizabeth Battery. Remember her? Yes. That's, yep. that's my method. Bathing in the blood of, of virgins. That's so gross. Yeah, I, that's, totally. so, that's so gross. I, I, yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, so yeah. Uh, so conversion therapy. We're talking about it. We're gonna get into it. Yeah. Um, we did a light research. Obviously, we are not a an an ologies <laughs> podcast. I have since learned. Absolutely but, not. But we did. I did spend a couple weeks, um, really trying to understand what. You know, because I mean, I there's literally no I know it's a really, really traumatic experience for some people. And I'm not trying to make light of the fact that some people are forced to do it by Absolutely. saying like, oh, I'm just like dipping my feet in it just to see like. But I, I was honestly curious as to see what sort of the methods were or what the, the, sci the science and that's definitely like not real science, but right. the science behind it. Right, right, right. Um, And so it as we were talking earlier it's really difficult to find which is a good thing that yeah so that was the thing i mean kind of trying to do research on this in terms of you know more in depth in terms of like what are some of the actual like exercises or practices mm -hmm. or methods that they use right i mean just kind of out of curiosity and to you know just be a little bit more informed about what it is i mean because i think most of us have an understanding about what conversion therapy is right i mean it's an idea of it yeah sure yeah. like or or just an, the idea of like okay conversion therapy is usually set up around set around you know parents and a church or something and maybe sent away to a camp or maybe even just i mean in my head that's what i think it is like you know kind of going somewhere to be cured of homosexuality right well i mean like so that was kind of yeah, the thing, I mean, like, it was kind of hard to, you know, just, like, do a Google search, no matter how, like, kind of deep in you go. Because, I mean, we all know that, like, the top hits are things that have special, like, keywords or things in their algorithms that, you know, get them the top hits, right? Yeah. And so, like, maybe I kept, you know, I just kept kind of going further and further back, mm -hmm. thinking that maybe I would find some stuff, like, further and further back. And it was really, really hard to find. And in a lot of ways, I was super glad for that. Yeah. I'm glad that it's not easily accessible information, although it actually truly is if you actually know where to go and look, right? Sure, sure, yeah. But um, but it does take some digging if you are not in the know. Yeah, I mean, God, my uh, fucking, my internet search history is wild as it is, but now... Like they're definitely like, oh, this poor girl is trying to trying to get out because <laughs> I've been like really going down rabbit holes and trying to, you know, like sometimes I for simple searches, I do. I just hit like TikTok because it will take you to videos that people are experts in talking about it. But like they banned the words conversion therapy on mm -hmm. there, yeah, which is great. But also like it's so hard because there are a ton of kids who are experiencing things like this. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to hear their stories. I figured it out. There are ways to look at it. But it's good because I, I feel like what they're trying to do. I mean, I hope what they're trying to do is immediately maybe stop parents from 
looking up conversion therapy and like, let's say, you know, Exodus is the first thing you click on and yes. it's very easily takes you to what to do. That's not the case anymore. Right. Yeah. So it was difficult to find, it was, which is good, yes. but also like it was fucking difficult to it find. It was fucking yeah. difficult to find. But I did. So one of the things that I did find, um, sorry, I keep kicking you, um, was a UN report. Oh, on okay. on uh, conversion therapy, like throughout the world. And so I thought that would be kind of useful to talk about um, just some of like the different things that that people do experience. Right. Because yes. this was finally a place where I was able to find some actual things that happen to actual people. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, and we should say that what mostly what we're talking about is the United States, because yes. conversion therapy is very, very, very big in other countries in a lot of countries. And I'm sure it's more accessible. So this is mostly I mean, I know what you're talking about is going to be like international, but like most of the information I'm getting is from stuff from the U.S. But go ahead. Right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. Um, but I just thought some of this stuff was just sort of useful, like as like in order to help us kind of like define some of the stuff. Sure. So because there are different forms of conversion therapy, reparative mm -hmm. therapy or integrative therapy, right? Reintegrative. Reintegrative, not regenerative. Yes. Right. Um, and so one of the things that they note here is that it's like it's like an umbrella term that's used to describe like a different types of interventions. And there are different like ways that those interventions are come about and and those interventions are premised on the belief that a person's sexual orientation and gender identity, including gender expression, can and should be changed, right? Uh-huh. Um, and that it should be suppressed. And so some people, like, some do it in this very, uh, like, punitive way, like, where there's, like, aversion therapy to things, right? Like, things where they're, like, they they force you to do things that are, like, horrible and bad so that you have a horrible and bad association with homosexuality right with same-sex attraction right and then there's the other kind of reparative therapy or whatever where what they do is they provide you with a supportive environment sure right and they try to they they put things in terms of like these pseudo psychological terms right that's what it is too. they use yeah. a lot of pseudo psychological and medical terms right mm -hmm. they use they use those things like peppered throughout even though a lot of the people who have done like this therapy for years and years and years have had no fucking like psychological training whatsoever right mm -hmm. um so but they you know they are coming from a perspective of um Okay, there and not all of them, but a lot of times it's like, okay, so what we're not trying to do here, we're not trying to change the person, right? I mean, what we're just trying to get them to do is repress it, right? It's, and it's and we're going to give them positive yeah. reinforcement okay, and positive okay. things to look forward to, you know, like, you know, your soul is not going to burn in hell forever or what the sure, fuck ever. Sure, you know what yeah. I mean? Like things to like... So there's like the positive version and then the negative version of conversion therapy, right? But they're both equally like detrimental in their own kinds of ways, right? Some yes. like more physical and some are more, you know, mental or spiritual like traumas, you know? Yeah. Did you see on the negative one? Was it associated with like um arousal and then some kind of punishment? Yes. Okay. That's that's I read That's something some about that, yes. but it was translated from a German paper, and I honestly tried to find it again today, and I wish that I had kept it, but um, it was very, it was literally like they would take the subject and have them 
watch things and if there was right like arousal, it's aimed at like yeah, yeah that that's the kind of stuff that's it's aimed at that's that stuff is aimed at actually changing mm-hmm. your sexual orientation so or that's gender identity. more repressing whereas yeah. the other kind is like repressing and just accepting who you are in uh different you know so what i what i found when i was looking for because you know i was kind of interested into in seeing what what was you know what was available now because obviously what i'm thinking is that conversion therapy is i know it's still like there's the focus on the family and there's still like you know an exodus you said still exists uh-huh. i'm thinking oftentimes these are discussed with like parents and like a pastor or something like that right because like i said before it's not easy to find but there is this dude that is kind of easy to find and that's the guy that i was telling about the joseph um nicolosi yeah and he is, he's about, if you kind of look up um, conversion therapy or. He actually, his his website is all about reparative therapy now. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. But that's yeah. that's how, how I found him. If you look it up, you'll, he's about the third or fourth site down. And he, so he's trying to, I don't, he has a different approach. His approach is, um, first of all, the videos you heard that video the videos oh are were wild. those his videos i didn't yes. realize that so his approach is um it's trauma-based therapy so he the way he does it so that it doesn't it's not supposed to be as bad is that what he advertises is like come see me let's do this if you want to change it doesn't look like it's based on you know and it's all bad i'm not saying that but it's more along the lines of like if you're trying to change this or not even change this part if you're trying to um fix this part of yourself or you know if you want to live if you're it basically he says that we are not defined by our desires we're defined by our values which is sort of some of that like sure of course if you like look in like philosophy like platonic ideas are like that we're you know we're we're, we are our values that's a very simple um overlook at like a pretty popular way to think right but he's saying basically that you if you deny all this other stuff who you are and just live by your values in which we all know we all know what people mean when they say their values you know like a heterosexual lifestyle and a god first or whatever then then you'll be happier you'll be a more uh, complete person and so he kind of words it differently that's like it's not conversion therapy you're not changing you're not repressing you're just uh, you know you're we're gonna there's a reason why you're like this it's trauma-based we're gonna find it we're gonna address that trauma and then you're all of a sudden gonna be straight and living by your values yeah That's literally what his whole thing is right like so one of the uh, i was when i in my you know searches and stuff I, trying to find anything i know i found this book that's out of print on uh on Amazon, and uh, it's called Practical Exercises for Men in Recovery of Same-Sex Attraction. And so, like, it's out of print. So great. We can't buy it. But what caught me was the review, which was by, guess who? Your buddy, Nicolosi. Nicolosi's everywhere, man. Yeah. This guy's just getting his fucking, like, hands in all of it. And, okay, what is what does it say here? Okay. Each exercise is designed to deal with one of the problems that are bound to come up for people going through recovery. Now, again, this is focused on men, right? These include 
fixing boundary violations, aka handling mothers who are too intrusive, confront the abusers, writing letters which may or may not be sent, and assessing your percentage of sexual addiction, a helpful chart that helps users evaluate and manage their addiction. So like there are a lot of assumptions that are coming out of this, right? Like first, the underlying assumption of all of this is that there is something morally and fundamentally wrong with being someone who is attracted to the same sex, right? Yeah. And because of that, you must want to fix yourself, right? I mean, like, that's kind of the ultimate premise. So, like, there's already a problem, right? Like, if you don't agree that there is a moral failing there. What's to fix? What is there to fix? Yeah, I mean. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I I mean, like, obviously, I mean, like, most of the time we're talking about, like, kids who who are not able to, like, advocate for themselves in those kinds of ways or even really have necessarily the the ability to like think critically about that stuff you know yeah. what I'm saying because of the environments that they've been raised in and the way they've been led in their lives I mean yeah like but talking- it also I mean like the other thing though is is that all that same-sex attraction attraction all comes out of trauma yes like it's your mom's overbearing somebody abused you or you have an addiction yeah do you know what yep. I'm saying so in other words there's already something fundamentally wrong with you that has created the same sex attraction in you. But what's interesting is none of them ever even try to like get to the actual root of any of those issues. It's just controlling those issues. Right. Like, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, let's not get to the root and uncover these problems if those are problems. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's just like learn ways to cope with them and like suppress them. Well, Nicolosi is is try- I, I feel like he's taking what you're saying and being like, no, I'm doing that, even though he's not. I mean, back to your first point about like it being fundamentally wrong. I feel like up until I feel like the conversation's changed a bit, even though I know it's not. But overall, generally speaking, you know, being gay, the the idea of it is obviously changed a lot since the 1950s, right? I I feel like for the most part, most people would have said in the 1950s or whatever that homosexuality is wrong. Just overall, even if they were gay, because it was just so inundated with that, like in church and culture yeah, and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Great. You know, yeah. whereas now at least that conversation's a little different. We have a little, I feel like there's a little more perspective. Not saying that it, you know, there's not a lot of bigots out there, but still people are thinking critically on it. And, and queer people, a lot of people have accepted their identity, embraced it even rather. Like I, I, a million percent stand by the fact that if I was able to choose, I would 1000% choose to be gay. Right, right. 100%. Without a doubt. Absolutely. With not even, I wouldn't even think twice about it. Not even. Oh, straight. Yeah. Can you imagine? Hashtag. Anyway. Um, so, <laughs> but like for real, I, you know, in the fifties, I mean, obviously there's, you know, I'm just saying that because that's the one that comes to mind, but the idea of that, that, um, family unit and church and everything was just that society was so, it was really, um, orchestrated as, you know, but, um, now, like, now that it's a little different, that dude, um, he's kind of coming at it at the approach of, like, okay, there's trauma. I'm going to fix that trauma. And then and it's weird because the disconnect between that and you're going to be straight is so big. Like, there's no real conversation about, like, any of these things that happen would actually 
make you gay. Like there's no science behind it. Right. Like I watched a couple of his videos and he's like, like the first guy was literally like, so, so it's two dudes. Okay. There's a doctor, a doctor sitting with a, with a, um, no, he has a notepad. Course. I'm sure he's got a lab coat on too. No, no, he's he's a therapist. Oh, okay. he has a notepad. Okay, does he and have then, a tweed jacket? Or yes, anything? yes. Okay. And then he's sitting across from a guy, uh-huh. and he's like, "Tell me, you know, set the scene, whatever." And they're talking about same sex attraction, and the guy's like, "I'm watching a military movie," and he starts talking about like how all these military guys are really masculine and how they're, you know, like just that masculine energy and they're all talking and there's camaraderie they're all in like Baghdad or something so they're obviously very masculine you know that's what he kept like focusing on like this that the men being men okay uh-huh. and and they're talking about sex and this guy's like and I sexualize that I you know sexualize these men and the other guy's like, oh, here, get into that. Get into that. Let's get into that. And he just keeps pushing him. So dude just wanted to hear about his sexual fantasies. It gets so wild. I bet he gets off on that stuff. Well, well, first of all, first of all, I 100% think that they're acting and that they're bad acting. Do you know what I mean? But second of all, the way he sits and talks and stuff, yes, I also think even if he's acting, he's still getting off on stuff. So he makes this guy, like, go through the whole thing about what he likes about these guys. Okay. And then he's like, now let's get into, let's break down your feelings deeper. And it's so silly because it's, it's goofy sounding because it doesn't literally therapy. Just imagine therapy, like a therapist going like, let's get into it deeper. Let's get into it deeper with no like real, like instruction, right. instruction. Right. Or, like, How do I do, do that? We, <laughs> let's get it. Let's get into that deeper. It sounds like a middle schooler wrote like a play and you know like this is what the therapist would say you know what yeah, i'm saying let's absolutely just, let's dig into that so that's what he's saying right then the guy's like well i'm looking you know i'm i want him to accept me i want to watch him jerk off and i want him to accept me it's, i don't remember how they got there but it's literally like let's get into that deeper and so then the doctor's like um okay we'll take let's let's turn around and take a look at yourself in that scene right what are you what what are you looking like what is, what is your face and the guy's like my face is you know wanting it's desire and he's like you know what are you desiring and and he's like well, you know the man and he's like let's get deeper let's get deeper and then the guy's like I, basically i wasn't allowed to go outside as a kid and play with other boys so i want <laughs> i want other guys to accept me and it was i'm not even joking it was like from there to there that quick and he's like, ah. and the doctor's like, ah, we got it. There it is. There it is. And so then um, Nicolosi is like, see, that's my method. It works. I found your trauma. And then he's like, and then he breaks it down in the most ludicrous way possible. He starts talking about. The um, trauma is that he wants him to want him? No, the trauma is that he felt excluded as a kid. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And so you're not even listening. I, I could have just fixed you. <laughs> You don't even know. Let's get into this. Let's get deeper. Let's get, let's deeper, get deeper into this. Yeah. Let's yeah. Go. And he's like, and then all of a sudden, literally within 20 minutes, it came out that he's just wasn't allowed to play with boys when he was young. So that he that's where that's that's it. That's, he just felt excluded. So he's so now he wants to be in, in with. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't so, help myself. No, it was, it's so funny to watch because the way he's like the military men. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And then he's like, um, so the doctor's like, this is how my method works. And there's like a little cartoon and he starts talking about like the eyes. And he's like, this, uh, this, this part, the first part of the human eye is desire. And the middle part is, um, 
action and then the third inner part is the reason behind the desire so he's an optometrist too yes optom yes apparently if you want to be straight optometry is the key to it so conversion therapy out optometry in In. and he's like he's like that you got to find the inner desire and then you talk about it not not do anything else with it just talk about it and then it's like you're straight and i'm not joking like literally these are the videos that's his his method his he uses a lot of like clip art too and like graphs but like his graphs are like it's it's just okay i'm just gonna read this one thing okay trauma treatment is the goal sexuality change is often the byproduct okay right there just saying that with nothing behind it so ultimately that's again once again saying that you are the way you are because of trauma absolutely you your sexual orientation and or gender identity is defined by your trauma we know from large-scale longitudinal that's a tough word I can I can read evidence that <laughs> reintegrative therapy is associated with statistically significant decreases in same-sex attractions, increases increases in heterosexual attractions, changes in sexual identity towards a heterosexual identity, and increases in um, physiological well-being. For example, decreased anxiety, depression, and um, uh, suicidality. So it is suicidality yeah. yeah so but so that's it's really kind of confusing because like on the one hand he's saying we're not trying to change anybody here we accept you as you are we just want to help you live a more full life as the gay you are just not acting on your gay impulses well, and then at the same time they're saying you're gonna change the way that he the way that he excuses that is by saying you don't come here unless you know he doesn't say it but it's 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 assumed you don't come here unless you want to change so we don't have to talk about how that that we think it's fundamentally wrong uh, you do otherwise you would you know what i mean and that's why like it's not it doesn't i'm sure i am 100 percent sure that there are parents that do this shit for kids but he's not advertising it that way he's like an adult would only come to me so you already think something's wrong because you want help with it right so we don't have to say that anything's wrong right we can just say that you already think it is so we're gonna help you gotcha so, yeah and his, his science so that paragraph right there right if first of all if that was the case that would probably be one of the largest studies in the whole world because it would just be so like oh we know we, if you do this this like, changes first of all though like what's the sample size right like what oh are, there's and no and also you're talking about self-selected people right i mean like this is just not a good study there yeah and it's called the science there's no like even and who even, did it who did the study they did of course and and they keep saying peer-reviewed which well we know can be loosely James Dobbs and like <laughs> I mean um focus on the family and Exodus Ministries like reviewed it and said yeah this is good even this well first of all I've noticed all the citations almost all of them are German I can tell from just the words like I can tell oh my god it would be even funnier if they were like see my own paper on this <laughs> you know what I'm saying like yeah themselves yeah which leads me to believe because so the german stuff though like that sounds like that's probably all like world war ii era stuff right uh well i mean obviously i uh in one way i think yes but another way they also were kind of like you know what we're not gonna worry about changing we're just gonna fucking kill you so i don't know how much you know maybe after because homosexuality was so frowned upon then that they just killed they didn't change so maybe i don't know 
Okay. Yeah. I'm just was curious, dark. like when the like the stuff that I, they're well, it's citing, how really, old it is. I mean, yeah, exactly right because yeah. citations, like you can tell that like citing something from 1945 in a medical journal is not necessarily well, useful. Well, it looks like I mean, if they're giving dates, if if they're giving dates, it does look like maybe um 94 is the oldest one 2000s mid 2000s okay um it's it's still though like it's, it's not very even dated hats and buell hats and bueller zahn and conron um anderson and blasnik yeah. um, you know what i'm saying mustensky cooper it's it's kind of it sounds i don't know um but the sites i i was trying to like look them up because i was like oh well maybe you know maybe but also i have i really have a feeling that maybe some of these are reprints and stuff because theories of sexual orientation journal of personality and social psychology sounds so fucking old yeah it does and so i feel like 2011 yeah mm, probably yeah and i don't think anybody if you're it's on the 32nd printing <laughs> yeah well if you're going to see it you're probably not you know if you want this you're gonna overlook some things so well, yeah i mean like you're looking through very specific i mean like that's the one thing that i did notice is this is a very small like kind of uh, insular world you know what sure, i'm saying yeah. like when you come across one quote-unquote expert they come out in almost every single fucking thing that you've got nicolosi you know that motherfucker's exactly. everywhere he is has his hand in every single one exactly of them. so it all circles back around to the same like five people or whatever i you would know? be interested to know because i know for sure I, without a doubt this fucker is involved with um exodus or focus on the family in some way even though he tries to be like the antithesis of it you know like uh -huh, yeah i guarantee he is he's i mean he's obviously it's still he's just trying to reframe it and he's done he's doing such a shitty job let me just tell you one more thing real quick so he is the reintegrative therapy right his so i was trying to go through his website to again just to kind of get an idea and see what okay like is there any like i can appreciate science behind things now we've had this conversation about like um fucking um scientology right uh -huh. i have read dianetics i understand the the therapies behind it like you know some of the basic stuff like I, that's what i was kind of seeing like what are the therapies behind this uh-huh his i swear he's doing like the cliff notes of science it's so bad so he has this like graph can sexual feelings change and then it's like just not cited i mean it's cited but no um, according to the American Psychological Association, a significant number of men who identify as homosexual act actually admit sometimes having romantic or sexual attractions toward women. Which, first of all, duh. But that everybody's also, gonna, yeah, like. But also, that just kind of goes along with the whole uh, idea that it's a spectrum anyway. That like, well, he he does. It's weird. So I'll 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 get to that because that's a really interesting thing. Um, and then he does pulls this, the neuroplasticity regions of the brain that are related to sexual preference are regions that change over time. Like, yeah, I've read such, a lot about yes. neural pathways being changed if you, you know, do certain things. And it's like, none of the people who say <laughs> any of this stuff are actual doctors of the brain and who have studied neural pathways at all ever. Do you know what I'm saying? It's the same kind of people who like, do you remember that um, movement, like the, the secret when they were, when people were really focusing on like um, uh, a law of attraction? Yeah. Saying 
trying to explain physics. It's like people who are into law of attraction, like in a in a way, there's physics behind the idea, but it's like literally being like, no, no, no it's physics. So it's, it's science. It's real. Yeah. It's the same fucking yes, thing. Exactly. Um, our brains have the capacity to wire and rewire themselves. Both scientific consensus and public opinion are now embracing the understanding that sexuality does in fact change. See, they're fucking trying to use that uh, as like, and they even say this, decades of science have shown that sexuality is fluid and can change for some people. We know the brain has the capacity to wire and rewire itself based on our experiences. And then it gets into um, a lot of, he basically he picks uh each of those points and makes a paragraph about him. One thing that I thought found was a fucking off the wall banana. Um, APA has concluded that for some individuals, childhood sexual abuse has associative and potential causal links for having same sex partners in certain instances based on research that included a 30 year, um, study of documented cases of childhood sexual abuse traumatic experiences can for some individuals subsequently affect sexuality and treatment of traumatic treatment of such a such things have shown to trigger some significant spontaneous changes in sexual attraction okay can we just talk about the fact that that is a huge huge assumption (laughs) the assumption that okay you were abused back then and now you identify as a lesbian that's a causal relation right there it's the same thing as like okay well that's not a causal you, relationship you had a root canal back then <laughs> and now you're a lesbian do you know how many lesbians have had root canals at that when they're young you know does that mean that you'd be having a root canal is going to be cause, causing lesbian actually because it could be because i have had root canals and i am a lesbian this is the one that got me though okay remember what i told you yeah, yeah. bilateral eye movements <laughs> which reintegrative therapists sometimes incorporate in treating trauma have been shown to trigger spontaneous changes in clients' sexual feelings, regardless of the client's gender or sexual orientation. So a disco ball at the club can change? I mean, I'm I'm a smart person, but I'm still struggling. Is that literal bilateral eye movements? Is that what he's really saying? That's fucking insane. Reintegrative therapists sometimes incorporate a practice called mindfulness pseudoscience which has also been demonstrated to trigger spontaneous changes in sexual feelings as a byproduct and none of these approaches is a client encouraged to try to change his or her sexual feelings in fact attempts to try to change when sexual feelings could actually interfere with the process these documented sexuality change mechanisms are completely uh, non-volitional so basically saying again i'm not trying to change you you're trying to change you and you might just change so let's see what happens it's all gonna happen let's for you when you're a bilateral eye movement i i don't even know i don't even know this like this like i said it's literally like the fucking law of attraction people saying they're physicists like this the pseudoscience is well, okay, Wild. so I found this website called the Alliance for Therapeutic Choice and Scientific Integrity. <laughs> that, like, you're right, right, right. That's any like real scientific studies. Like, that's exactly what they say. When they exactly. have to say they have scientific integrity, that's when you know to trust it. Especially, oh, you should. There's so much going on here in that font. The Alliance exists to encourage human flourishing by promoting a more complete truth, informed <laughs> by Judeo-Christian values and natural law about the science of sexual orientation and biological sex. Oh my God. So you're forming a more complete truth informed by your religious values and quote unquote natural law, which is God's will. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
and then throwing in science to say it's scientific. The way that Do science you know what I'm is saying? abused is beyond me. Wait, go in. I want to see. No, but this gets even Tell me better. A bit more. Here, here we go. Now, there's this cautionary tale at the bottom. The meteoric rise and spectacular fall of Sam Brinton, a cautionary tale for advocates of change-allowing therapies. And it goes on to say that Sam Brinton is a well-known alliance, is well-known to the supporters of this group because of his high-profile activism against conversion therapy. He's been the face of the LGBT plus activism in this arena for over a decade, known for his gripping narrative of being the victim of tortuous aversion conversion practices as a child. Now, that narrative is coming apart in excruciatingly humiliating manner. <laughs> and then it goes on to say how Britain's narrative unraveled. And it has to do with him allegedly stealing a suitcase from a carousel at an airport, which literally has nothing to do with anything about... Wait. It does nothing. It's like, so, okay, in an unrelated event, Sam Brinton allegedly stole somebody's suitcase that had, you know, valuables in it, right? Sure, sure. That in no way discredits any of his experiences having gone through conversion therapy. Like, so is that what they're trying to do? Yeah, that's what they're trying to say. They're trying to say that now that he committed this crime, everything that he's ever said has got to be wrong. I mean, it's like, it's the wildest shit ever. Okay, I need to look up that website. How did I not find it? I don't know. That's wild. So do they offer like courses or? Yes, they offer all kinds. They have six divisions to allow for your wide diversity of interests. You know, they like diversity in these kinds of ways, right? Like an MLM? It probably is. (laughs) I mean, it probably is. I feel like any company or any any business, anything that's that um, uh, uses the name Alliance is a scam. Like it's such a scammy kind of word. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, hundred percent. Like if it's like the Alliance Institute, it's a scam. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, is like there are a lot of like really good, like you know, like the Anti-Defamation League, right? Mm-hmm. ADL, right? Well, now there's the ADF, which is like I don't even know what they fucking stand for, but they're like the people who fucking brought the case for uh, against affirmative action and shit. Oh, they were. So they're like they're an alliance defending freedom. That's what they are. So it's like that those people, that's what they do is they take on the words that we use and then they morph them so that they can trick people more easily. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't tell you how often I come across groups that call themselves a civil rights group that are fighting against civil rights. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, like, it's just the wildest shit. But one of the other things that I noticed on Dr. Nicolosi's page was that when he talks about, like, the types of therapy that he does, um, well, although he's dead now, right? So I guess he can't really do anything anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But his harm still... Yeah, he died in 2017. But, I mean, the harm still continues, right? I mean, his his teachings still go on. Um, But one of the things that I noticed on the page, like, as I was reading through it, is when they were talking about, like, the style of therapy and, like, how they go about it and, like, what they do, they say over and over and over again, um, like other... um, 
like other forms of therapy, you know, or like other forms of reliable therapy or some things like that. Do you know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. Over and over and over again, like reiterating the fact that, see, this is just like other therapy. This is just like other therapy. Yeah. That's he does that a lot in the videos, too. Like says, you know, because he stops the sessions where the guy's talking to a gay guy about his sexual fantasies. And he's like, like other therapies, we do this and employ this. And yeah, it's horrible. So in that UN report, though, that I was telling you about earlier. Mm -hmm. So just I want to like kind of go into like some of the like because we've talked a little bit about some of the like like more spiritual or psychological tactics that are used. Right. But like some of the physical things that that people experience. And this is a huge trigger warning out there because this is some like fucked up shit. Um, So like a lot of the times, like what they'll do is they'll combine like different elements together. You know, usually it's it it comes, you know, in the form of a religious intervention along with like a traditional like uh, cultural practice or something, you know what I mean? Like to tie it to like something spiritual or, or, you know, to make it seem like it's deeply rooted in tradition or something. Um, but they do things, uh, in terms of, okay, let's see. Okay. There are accounts of lesbian women being shackled, beaten, subjected to force feeding, food deprivation, forced nudity, isolation, solitary confinement, restraint for days, and raped in a so-called in clinics you know corrective rape have you heard about that yeah yeah um that's really something that happens a lot especially abroad okay so on top of like corrective rape there's like other things like you know detention forced imprisonment physical abuse kidnapping jesus forced pregnancy which is something that i mean with the downfall of Roe, you know, and with the way things are going in this country, something that, you know, we should be concerned about someday, maybe. But ultimately, it comes down to different ways that they do it. So they do it through psychotherapy, like using like what we've been talking about. Yeah. And then there's also medical practices, right? Like drugging the fuck out of people. Yeah. And that's really, really, really popular in the United States, especially. And then, of course, there's the faith based uh, and then there's also like things that they, they do, like in terms of like the, the sexualization stuff, like there are some really fucked up shit that I was reading about, like in terms of some of the aversion therapies, in terms of like forcing people to masturbate to like horrific images, you know, having like, while you're having your sexual fantasy, like forcing them to like do something unpleasant at the same yeah, time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just absolutely horrifying things. It's just terrifying to me. But ultimately when I came out of it, like I started to look around and it turns out that in the world, there are 25 countries that actually ban conversion therapy. Now the U.S. That's it? Yeah. Only 25, and there are 195 countries in the world. I thought there were 255 countries in the world. Oh, my I, God, I'm off. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Well, maybe they changed. Maybe maybe know. they've quadrupled since. I don't know. I always thought it was 255. <laughs> I looked it up today. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, I just, I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. No. Um, and so, like, in terms of the United States, though, let's see. How many people, how many states in the U.S.? We only we have 22 states in the U.S. that have banned conversion therapy. Now, Michigan, it is currently banned by um, executive order. 
Yeah. But that can always be overturned, right? So there is a law right now on Whitmer's desk that she's going to sign to permanently put it into law. And she will. From the legislature. Yeah, exactly. She's going to. So that is happening. But yeah, I mean, there are a shit ton of places where, I mean, it is absolutely legal to do all of these things. It doesn't work, folks. No. And one of the things that's really also pretty interesting outside of Nicolosi, but almost every like major player in the ex-gay movement who has made a name for themselves in the ex-gay movement always comes back. Yep. They always come back. I mean, at least two of the former Exodus ministry leaders. Yeah, I see that. Came out and came back out and one of them apologized to the queer community. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like all of these people eventually, did you hear of Jonah? The there was it's the it was the only Jewish uh conversion therapy no. in the country. Jonah a Jewish conversion therapy? Yeah, it was called that's Jonah. So wild cuz that's yeah. And yeah, the guy who started that had absolutely no like no doctorate whatsoever like I think he had training in like music or something yeah and then some other guy who's and and he was himself a quote-unquote ex-gay and he was the one giving therapy therapy to all these people yeah and then the other guy that was also giving therapy to other people was a lawyer he wasn't at all a doctor but he held himself out as a doctor and they got the shit suit the shit suit out of them a bunch of years ago and like they've gone under um but yeah, I mean, they're fucking everywhere. These conversion therapy things are everywhere. And I actually found that there are some atheist ones, too. So you don't even have. So obviously, it's like, not it's just not faith, all just yeah. faith based. It's psychological. I see. It's I see. like Physical torture. I see it on a TikTok. A lot of people. I mean, obviously, kids are unserious and they're always making jokes about it. But like, I do see it that it happens that a lot of them are sent away or they'll be sent to behavioral camps. And that's actually what the behavior you know what i mean it won't be called conversion camp did you um right it would be more like a but i'm a cheerleader camp yeah but awful did you see um the movie or hear the story i am michael it sounds familiar it's with james franco pre cancellation no. then no he was he played this guy michael um gates i think his name was and he was do you remember the magazine xy Yes. Were you gay in the night? If you're gay in the nineties, you remember XY. It was like boys, teenagers that it was really quite yeah, it was like teenagers that were like in like like no shirts and just like a really sexualized cool magazine, you know. He was the editor for it, right? And he was like this really big guy in the community. Michael was? Yeah, Michael. Good looking. Like okay. just he was the editor for that, lived in San Francisco, fucking like awesome, you know, and then he had a partner he had for a long time his partner um i want to say he worked for uh, an architect firm or something they ended up moving to somewhere in canada because of his partner's job and he was still like he was making documentary about um gay kids coming out he was really big in the gay youth movement and he um ended up having a panic attack because that was a heart attack and he had like a religious moment no it's wild his his dad died from hcm which is a really scary condition it's something that athletes often have it's like a heart condition and you can just there's no signs but you can just die one day Mm -hmm. so he had this whole moment and he like he and his partner he like left his partner left everything and he's like i feel like being gay is the cause of all this and he became such a huge 
person in the like anti-gay ex-gay movement from the editor of XY. And he ended up going, becoming very, very Christian. And he was really hurtful for a long time. He moved to Montana, went to this Bible college, married a girl. And like now, I, I so the movie, it's, I strongly suggest watching the movie. And then there's a documentary about it. It's only about 20 minutes, but it's kind of like talk to him now. You know, the movie goes through that and it ends with him being married to a girl in this little town in Montana. It's wild. And he's still married to her. But he, now he's somewhere in the middle of like, I was really hurtful to gay youth when I came out as like ex-gay and was saying, you know, but also I'm still, I don't feel like homosexual is for me. And it's the fucking craziest story. Like, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It has, you it know has, what? Here's the thing. The bottom line is this. The only reason that he ever thought that the reason that all of this happened to him was because he was gay is because people told him that. Yes. He never would have thought that if nobody it had told, fucking told him if, something if was wrong been, with him. Th- yeah, that's, that is really, if you get any message from tonight, it's that the whole reason that anything bad in the world happens is because the, the kind of people that say fundamentally there's something wrong with you, it literally trickle, trickles down completely. That's really the reason why any of this stuff happens. And you know what? You, you think can, something's wrong with you. You can form new neural pathways with that bad bullshit. Yeah. Like you can get that bad, evil fucking self-talk out of your fucking brain. Yeah. That you can create new neural pathways for it. And I am a brain scientist. So um, I can, can I ask you a question? It's kind sure. of personal. Sure. Have you ever contended with like guilt feelings about being gay? No. Never? Like when you were younger or anything, did you ever like worry about that? I think maybe when I was married, I think I, you know, might have had some like guilty feelings about it back then. You but know? was it more about your husband or more like it wasn't like God or anything, right? Oh God no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. It was more about like hurting somebody. It's hurting somebody. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like that'd be natural to have I feel, I feel like that guilt yeah. is natural to just have in general. I mean like for women who are in heterosexual marriages um, there's this there's this thing called the master doc and it's out in the internet, right? And it's all about one day we have to we have to cover um comp heterosexuality. I can't remember what is comp again. Is it, it's not compulsory. Yeah, it's, it's compulsory. Is it compulsory? Okay, we have to cover it because it's the topic is so big. Okay, and the, it's called the Master Doc, and it's a thirty-page thing somebody put on Tumblr a million years ago. That is so. It's all about how heterosexuality, especially women, not even men, they think that even bisexually they cling to this because of how inundated we are with men and how our lives are supposed to revolve around men in some way in books and movies everything is just to help a man along and the whole thing is so big and interesting and there's so many people who have read it and are like oh <laughs> and they start to like think about their sexuality differently and stuff and so i see that process but i feel like there's a lot of guilt in because a lot of them married men and they're like they they you know making that move to like well obviously like to hurt a partner you know but I, I feel like that's where a lot of the guilt lies now, yeah. which is good. It's not as much as like, oh, I'm going to hell. You oh, know, yeah. Like, that was never a worry yeah. for me. That's good. Yeah. How about you? You know, honestly, no. I I um I have a really complicated re- relationship with religion. Um, but I read this book at a pretty influential age and it um made me very accepting of the fact that what I believe in and the you know, what I believe what I think of God and stuff is um good None of, it's just not with any of the other bullshit it's just good and i felt 
so good with my relationship to that. So oh, good. Yeah. Um, even when I was young, though, I, I still don't think that I I've never I've never believed in hell or that idea. So I think that that's why also like I imagine it's fucking scary as a kid, though, hearing about hell and just just your nature is going to send you there. Like, right. I learned a little bit about Catholicism this weekend. Yeah. Weird. But yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, I honestly I questioned my mom a lot. Because I did go to Catholic school. And so when shit didn't make sense to me, I would be like, mm. Well, I, I learned about sense, original Mom. sin. Original sin is fucking wild. Yeah. I mean, and it also, like, there are so many things about things, though, that don't make yeah. sense. You know what I'm saying? So I, st- I questioned re- religion. At, I started questioning it at a really young age. Like, for example, like the idea that, like, well, if, you know, if God is all loving and all powerful, right? Yeah. And he loves us, then why does he do these horrible things like send tsunamis yeah. or major earthquakes and kill us? Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like if you know, and and if you commit a sin, and this is a forgiving God, then why am I not forgiven for it if I'm sorry? Yeah, you know, why it, do I have to go through these particular steps? It, it's, it's like if, really you're, if you're actually a forgiving God, then I don't. All you you already know that I'm sorry. Yeah, like what? You know what I mean? Like I don't have to go to fucking. I don't need to go to fucking (laughs) church and and like right, like say the rosary twelve thousand times. Like yeah, confess my sins. I've already you already know. Even the whole like like, yeah, even the whole like I'm sorry. The simplest thing. Even the whole like, well, I had to give up my only son for your sins. Why? I just feel like you didn't. Like, like I feel literally like why you're God and like you like I just feel like you didn't and it's all for the drama. Like wh- why? <laughs> because because of you know in, in any like thing that they say like it do- why it I doesn't know. make sense. Like no, you didn't. Like that's the worst part. Literally, you, you created this whole universe <laughs> yes, and you, you had to do didn't that. have to do that. <laughs> like make it make the make it fucking make it as dramatic sense. as possible. Like well, now I had to give up my only son and like wait wait, wait for us to all feel fucking bad because t- you didn't. Hashtag like, all literally, men. Literally, even God and Jesus. I actually Jesus was probably a cool. He is probably like, why am I caught in this fucking crossfire? What? <laughs> All I did was get bored. I didn't ask to be fucking bored. <laughs> like, what? I had to 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 absolve you of your sins. Well, first of all, what the fuck does that absolve me of my sins? Second of all, why? Right. And why do you need to absolve me of my sins? You know my intentions. Like, and if I'm bad, it's like, it may, you know, like it just it make it make sense. It's the so- idea that some of the most awful people, people who treat other people <laughs> like absolute garbage, but go to church are forgiven but those of us who don't go to church but are actually good people to other people yeah we're going to hell that literally but you might not go to hell because he killed his son but also none of it makes sense anyway because would my hell be the same as your hell i don't think so what about people maybe in terms of hell but i doubt our heavens would be the same i'm telling when amanda told me about original sin like babies that weren't baptized oh i know what? I'm fucking horrifying, right? But what? I'm sorry, but what? Like, <laughs> I can't. As a kid hearing that, I would have fucking. You know what I would have done? I swear to God, I know myself. I know my brain. I would have panicked and I would have went out back of something and baptized myself. I would have been sticking myself head in a fucking sewage thing, yeah, being you like, but yes, I would have. You would have. I would have baptized myself, like. Because I would have been like, what you if I wasn't? Like, hit your head on a rock or something and come in and your mom would have been like, what happened? I would have, yeah. <laughs> because like, 
that's so wild i just it doesn't make it doesn't make sense it's and it's not even like it's not even a good system no and then like all the weird like it's just not even like they didn't if god did all this like it, you made it so chaotic for nothing for no reason and then like yeah let's make science all complicated and let's have space all out there but like just for funsies like it doesn't do anything it doesn't it matter it's just pretty pictures like yeah. it just yeah it's, yeah i don't get it anyway uh that's neither here nor there uh live laugh lobotomized you know what though i do want to talk about really quick before we go to crushes i want to hear it nicolosi's celebrity page <laughs> my favorite thing i mean we really have to talk about these one thousand these celebrities uh so on the nickel nicolosi page there is an entire page dedicated to celebrities who have left a gay lifestyle i it's funny because on the website it's hard to find but if you google celebrity ex-gays it's the first thing that pop up pops up so i feel like he did that to to make it a little more difficult to hard find. to find yeah but you can find it and it is a fucking wild it is hilarious because first of all nowhere anywhere does any of it say that it has to do with any of the therapies that yeah that, oh that's that he's promoting right yeah like there's no therapy necessarily even involved here they are just ex-gay and he's decided that by random comments or <laughs> actions taken in in the public eye they're not even like ex-gay in the way that they're like known ex-gay i mean maybe a couple of them but not like at all it's really just people who had gay like it had maybe a same-sex partner but anyway you go ahead yeah for example like angelina jolie <laughs> the way that he put the some of the celebrities under this it's I, literally my favorite one because the reason the okay here we go the statement about not being a lesbian have being in a lesbian lifestyle anymore is this Jolie spoke to Us Weekly soon after marrying Brad Pitt, saying, It's been an amazing year. I married my love. That's, yeah, that's And it. then, quote from Angelina Jolie, You never know what a reaction is. You just have to make the choice you make in life. I made the choices I made because I believe they were right for me. Literally, that's that's the quote he put. Cause, so it's like set up with the celebrity, talks a little bit about their same-sex partner, and then the, below that it says, quote, about being an ex-gay so it's he's really saying that like it, he's making it out like they have publicly uh, um what is that distance themselves from ever having been gay yeah they publicly have and like denounced it yeah denounced i mean it. like and so like what's happening here is a lot of bi erasure too right i mean like yeah. because you've got angelina jolie who is who has said that she identifies as bisexual right yeah. and but because she married a man yeah her bisexuality is now completely erased and she is straight yeah i mean and it goes the same for Jillian Anderson. Jillian, I, I'm telling you, if they knew they were on this site, I guarantee they would fucking like riot, riot. Julian Anderson and like I can't even imagine their reaction. At, at at the bottom of that one, it says she is currently single but looking to start a relationship with a man. <laughs> it's like it's her dating site or something. Like, is he trying to help hook her up with somebody, or is he just hoping to get lucky? Do you remember Julia Cipher? Yeah. 
Okay, that yeah, Melissa they have Etheridge. her on there. Yeah, her statement when she was gay. Well, I was straight. I was married to Lou Diamond Phillips. I'd known lesbian friends in college, but I'd never met a woman that I was attracted to. So lesbianism had never occurred to me until I met Melissa. Then it occurred strongly, which I kind of really like. <laughs> um, and then her statement about not being gay. She, this is a 99. You know, I've tried and I've tried these last couple of years. I'm just not gay in September 2000. And you know what? Maybe she's not. Maybe she's bi. I know. But you it's know what just I'm so saying? like. But either way, it's like. And it was a 99 that they. Like, this is such a. Yeah. Here we go on Marlon Brando. <laughs> his statement about his involvement in homosexuality. In 1976, he told a French journalist, quote, I too have had homosexual experiences and I am not ashamed. I'd never paid much attention to what people think about me. Deep down, I feel a bit ambiguous. And then, on living a straight lifestyle, no quote, just Brando ended up having several marriages with women. Therefore, he's an ex-gay. They took so many liberties in this section. I think that it's, it's that is, I don't know. I can't even believe that. I feel like there's something there that's like not okay. <laughs> like, I feel like it's not legal. I don't know. You know, I mean, honestly, it seems a little bit like weird to be deciding. Yeah. But then again, those people are weird to begin with, right? Yeah. I think we should just get to crushes. Yeah. Speaking of XK. (laughs) You want to go to your XK crush? Yeah. It's a man. Ew. Yeah. I mean, my real gay crush is a girl, but my crush crush is, you know. Okay. Do you have a crush, Nicole? Oh, you're doing crush. I don't know what's the song. Yeah. If you're gonna do a crush, oh yeah, then you gotta know, yeah, crushes, like, oh yeah. We like jazz over here. <laughs> Remember, we I only feel like, like Ethel Merman, though, not jazzy at all. We only like haunted jazz. A little bit like Ethel Merman. I don't know who that is. Okay, that's fine. And I don't, I'm just old. It's fine. I'm 5,322 years old. Huh? Who is it? She's an actress and uh singer from back in the day you should know her as a as a, as a gay and not as an ex-gay oh well i'm an ex-gay right now oh so that's probably why you can't remember who ethel Merman is. yeah my crush is a man Ooh, a, a man of a man tell me everything his tell name. me all about that hot masculinity and his name military camps is emmett honeycutt Ooh, emmett is so <laughs> he's so hot he's from um hazelhurst mississippi <laughs> and I fucking love it's Peter Page actually he's the actor that plays the beloved Emmy, Emmett Honeycutt if anybody knows me they know my favorite 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 thing is Queer as Folk at least in the original version yes, yes. I don't. I didn't see the other one but I, I haven't either I watch the original version like every day and Emmett is there is a storyline where he joins an ex-gay movement called Into the Light and he dates a woman and it's one of my favorite episodes of TV. It's so funny. It's obviously campy. It's Again, very funny. It happens because he goes for a an HIV test and um, he's they get tested on uh, you know um, a random day or whatever and then 
the doctor calls him on a Friday about the results and is like, I need to talk to you. It's important. Can you please come in? And so Emmett has the weekend thinking that he has HIV. And it's very stigmatized then, especially like it was just, it's a very different conversation, right? So then he prays to God and he's basically like, if, if I'm, you know, if I'm, don't have HIV I will be straight because he's scared and he doesn't his doctor wanted to talk to him about the billing which would be fucking terrifying but it was like a billing issue and then his doctor was like a cute dude who wanted to ask him out and I'm just like I can't I'm straight now <laughs> so then he joins the ex-gays and it's like the, he's so good at it and um just the uh actor who plays him is a really a pretty prominent director and he's really political and he's done really well for himself and i follow him on twitter and i love him in general so P- peter page i love you and i love emma honeycutt you know when i worked for the headshot photographer that i worked for when i lived in los angeles we did his headshots shut the fuck up yeah did you meet him i of course i did, did his you hair really, Evie, really i did yeah shut up oh my god how and was this it was, this was like when queer as folk was on. <gasps> and you didn't watch it did you? I didn't watch it. I didn't have cable. Would at you the have time. been so much more excited if you? Like, well, I was already excited. He was awesome. He was just was he? a really fucking awesome human. He's awesome on Twitter. Like, yeah, he's political, and there's no question about where his uh, loyalties lie. You know, like he's open. He's yeah. honest. Hal Sparks too is. Oh, I love Hal Sparks. He's great yeah. on Twitter too. I love both Agreed. of them. But um, yeah, and which is funny because I never. I Michael don't want to get into Michael. <laughs> Mikey is probably my least favorite character at all. But God, I love Hell Sparks. I hate, I hate Michael. I mean, I love this show. I f- honestly feel like they're family, but I fucking want to wring Michael's neck. He Half drives the time, me, yeah, agree. Up the wall, but Hard pe- agree. but Emmett yeah. and just the whole thing. I love it. I love it. I'm gonna I watch agree. it tonight. Um, and I love that you met him. Yeah, I know. It's that's, really that's so cute. I know. Of all the people on that show, that would be the one to. I met for me to um, meet. Melanie and Lindsay. Oh, and how fun for you! Somebody else at Borders. They were doing a book signing. Yeah, yeah. That was a very specific day, but I'm not. Gonna, I was going to say what happened that day, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but um, that was a day. That was a day. Yeah. So, how, who is your crush? My crush this week is Kaylee Cuoco. Good choice. You know why? Why? There's a new show on Peacock called... I want to see it. Based on a true story, and it is so good. Should I start it tonight? You should absolutely start it. It is... I don't want to give any spoilers away, so what I'll say is this. It is... Uh, I would say a dark comedy... Yeah. Um, about this woman and her husband... Um, who are kind of, you know, having some, you know, struggles, you know. Yeah, that's the stuff straight people do. Like, like we all do. And uh, in that process, like, she's a huge true crime fan. Yeah. Huge true crime fan. You, it's like and in that wild. process, uh, she and her husband, I mean, there's also, like, a serial killer that's going around. They live in Los Angeles, and there's a serial killer called the West Side Ripper. And so she and her husband decide to do a podcast about the West Side Ripper. And I'll leave you with that because that okay. doesn't really spoil anything. But I think it gives you enough to potentially want to watch it. I'll start it tonight. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Like, I wanted- I, the first episode I watched, I was like, oh, my God, this is so fucking good. And I just kept watching because I could not stop myself. And the next thing I know, I was like three episodes in. I was like, whoa. I'm going to no, know. I've, I've been waiting. I, I saw that preview a long time ago. Um, so I'm really excited for it. And I really like her in general. Um, I picture her as a 
book character. So she's also another character in my head, but that's, <laughs> that doesn't matter. But yeah. anyway, I really, really like her. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I am enjoying her very much in this. I think she's cute. And I, yeah, I like her I just think, kind of. I like when TV shows vibe. take on like things like that. Like, I'm not joking when I say like this girl or like other people are obsessed with true crime and it is wild and it is rewiring our brain and like there something is gonna happen because i've like i've i've never like you look up anything even like podcasts like when i was driving back i was like oh there's a 50 million about murders a murder a murder a murder you know it's just our our brains are just like so i kind of like that when like um you know tv takes on the like sort of like something that's going on right now well it's it's yeah exactly but also i mean the whole podcast element of it is yeah that's such a a hilarious yeah very now thing yeah i mean it's so the idea that you're gonna just quit your job and start a podcast and make millions of dollars is (laughs) who's the reality who starts a podcast these days i mean honestly so so like three years ago it really is (laughs) okay bye check us out on socials Uh, oh what did you do is that something you want to say what Check us out on social. Something earlier to the site. Never mind. Okay, check us out on socials. Um, Queer podcast on Instagram. Queerdos on Facebook. That's correct. And um, yeah. See you next Tuesday. Be weird. Cunt. Stay queer. Be weird. (laughs) Bye. Bye. That's so much mouth. <laughs> so, so much mouth. We both went. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody wants to start off with that much mouth. Well, we could always edit. We could work into mouth, but <laughs> yeah. nobody. That was so. We much. really need to get these fucking pop filters. Yeah, because that was pop filters, and we need fucking. Mm, okay. Anyway, mm. not mm. That was too much mouth. Too much mouth. Too much mouth. Okay. Much too much. Mouth. <laughs> <laughs>